This episode of Y'all Heard is very visual-based, and corresponding photos will be available at yallheard.me. Y'all heard? One, two, three. Hey, hey everybody. everybody. This is Y'all, Y'all heard. heard. A podcast where me, Marissa Phillips. And me, Pete Phillips. Are not related. And welcome to this podcast that will make you laugh, think, and learn something new. We cover topics ranging from the obscure to the everyday, and we guarantee you'll find something you didn't know you needed to know. Our hosts are witty. Wait. We are the host, and we are witty and knowledgeable, and we'll make sure you have a good time while learning something new. So join us for a fun and informative journey. You won't regret it. Did AI write that again? Yeah. Okay. I increased it. I increased the tone to friendlier. (laughs) In other words, we tell you things you didn't know you needed to know. Pete, how are you? I'm doing all right. I I got... um, I got a new mouse this week for my computer. Um, and you know what? Not good. It's kind of one of those things where you're like, man, I didn't know how good I could have it. Mm, nice. $40 is a lot of money for a mouse, if you ask me, but yeah, worth every penny. <laughs> $40 is a lot of money for anything. So much that I'm like, I wish I had this mouse at work. But not enough to spend forty more dollars. <laughs> I do not blame you. I do not blame you. But at work, I also decided to bring in my tools and fix the sink that we have. You are fascinating. <laughs> because it is a metered faucet, which means that you hit the thing and then it runs for only a set amount of time. And it would run hot water for I'm not exaggerating maybe three seconds and then it would stop you figured out how to change that oh i did a lot of research online first but yeah and then i went in and fixed it showed no that sink who's boss so you fixing a sink no so now what does it do different the hot water runs longer like long enough that it can actually get hot how the fuck did you figure out how to do that i mean you don't actually have to go into detail but what yeah you know I'm pretty. I'm pretty awesome. Now someone is going to have to be fired for the hot water bill that's going to increase. Yep. Yep, pretty much. And I bet you <laughs> hope it's you. That'd be kind of nice. <laughs> uh, um, How about you, Marissa? What's going on with you? Two things. One, it just reminded me because you said it. It costs a lot. I don't like spending more than twenty dollars on a pair of jeans. But did you know there are people out there that pay like $100 for one pair of jeans? (laughs) Well, none of my pants fit me because I'm so bloated all the time. And I wore sweatpants nonstop for over a month. I went, I deserve to wear jeans that fit me. So I got all new jeans. I got five pairs and it was $150. And I was disgusted. And then Aaron went to a Levi's store and got a pair of jeans for almost that same price for one pair. And I was like... How does anyone afford anything? This world is disgusting. But anyway, I was also like, wow, how did I live without pants that fit me all this time? But that's not how I am. Uh, How I am is yesterday, oh, this is great. We went to this Mexican place we like. and Yesterday was Valentine's Day, guys. Yeah. So I pitched this knowing it was not going to be romantic, but we've been dating each other long enough. It doesn't matter. Like It I just always thought, matters, Marissa. <laughs> I just thought it'd be funny. So this is, this is, it's not a tiny restaurant, but it's small enough that I knew this would be a jarring experience. It's like, we're going to have mariachi on mm-hmm. Valentine's yeah, Day. Yeah, definitely. Like, Let's go do that. And then this place never takes reservations, but I'm like, they have to on Valentine's Day. So Aaron calls and they're like, no reservations. And he's like, oh, okay. So mariachi starts at six o'clock. He's on the way home. It's like 10 minutes before 6. And he goes, how many? How long is the wait currently? And they're like, 20 minutes. And he's like, can I put my name down? And they're like, no reservations. And not really a reservation, but okay. So he gets home and we get there. And the whole parking lot is full. This place is never full. And there's already people waiting. 
And we're like, how long is the wait? And they're like, we don't know, but there's three tables ahead of you. And we're like, okay, so can we put our name down? To which they say, no reservations. What the hell is wrong with you people? (laughs) That's not a reservation. That is you knowing our name. Because what are you just going to be like? Yeah, you just have to stand next to a table until somebody leaves. (laughs) They said, stand over there. But I'm like, already? I told my mother to do the podcast at four. Why is she calling me? (laughs) Let me find a way to end it. I um, no, wait, no. I'm okay. Sorry, send a voicemail. Okay, so there's already three people ahead of us. It's not like we look the same, but like, what are they doing? Like, oh, make sure the people that look Amish are first, then the one with an Asian person second. Like, how are you remembering this? Mm. And then like five more people come, and they just keep being like, oh, what's the wait? She's like, I don't know, I can't tell you, but there's five people. And then someone's like, okay, we'll, we'll be back. She's like, the moment you leave, when you come back in, you're starting from square one again. So not only are you not allowed to leave your name, you're not even allowed to leave. Yeah. I was like, that's not a reservation. You can take their names. Thank God we came in like at a decent time. We were just watching it being like, someone's going to fight someone. Like, this is horrendous. So then we get there, and Marriott is very loud. And this restaurant is has two two distinct sides, and, like, you enter in the middle. So the Marriott's just, like, playing on one side of the restaurant for a half hour. Then they'll go to the other side, and they'll keep switching. And the, the waitress is trying to take our order. She can't understand anything <laughs> I'm saying. She's like, I'm sorry, the Marriott's just so loud. <laughs> and it was just, it was awesome. And then it's BYOB, but I think our waitress was new. And I, I could be wrong, but it's BYOB for cocktails. So, like, you know, they sell a margarita and you could bring your own tequila. Okay. So, I, I we didn't understand the logistics because, like, I don't think you're allowed to, like, go in with a half-open bottle. So, I'm like, Aaron, buy us little bottles of tequila. So, we go there and they don't take our tequila. I thought they would, like, mix our drink with the tequila. So, they just give us these, like, filled-to-the-brim drinks that then we need to, like, put in our own booze. So, then it just ends up being, like, this, like, booze bomb of a drink. It was just beautiful. Like, I was just drinking this drink that was so strong, and I couldn't hear anything that was happening. <laughs> Everyone was so angry. We had a lot of fun. Very good. Yeah, so. So you made it, it. special. Um, sorry, I was thinking, everyone, let me text my mother to stop texting me. <laughs> sorry, I'm podcasting now. I'll, I'll, and it's going to be a while. <laughs> yeah. I don't, like, I specifically, I was like, you have to talk to me before 4 o'clock. And then she'll be like, oh, you're doing that again? <laughs> and then I'll be like, I'll be like, if we need to talk about the wedding, can we talk about it tomorrow? I have to apply for jobs and do the podcast. And she's like, oh, yeah, okay, that's your priority? Yes, it is. <laughs> anyway, you know my mother still likes you. It's just the podcast Specifically, she's just like, why are you doing something you're not paid for? You know what? Technically, we are paid for. Thank you, patrons. Anyway, Pete. Yeah, shout out to the patrons. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. I was going to pitch to you again that we use the money to cover the MUFON Philadelphia con, but it got canceled again. Oh. So now there's only a Pittsburgh one, and that's too far. Yes. I'm never driving to Pittsburgh ever again. However... Consider we just do a podcast about the experience of attending a Juju show. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding, but that would probably be absurd. It would be its own podcast. <laughs> yeah. If you know who Juju is and you want to go see them with me, call us at 570 Pod Wad One. Icebreaker. Anyway, you ready for an icebreaker? Ready. Okay. I was gonna, I had one, and then I was like, "That's not okay." I was gonna ask you who the worst group chat combination would be, but then I would just be having you name names. None of our listeners would know who they were, and the people who do know would either be offended they were on that, like it would be offend. So I was like, "What?" Because I was. was you want to hear something head. that you're gonna love? What? Guess how many group chats I have. Oh, you're so lucky. You're like zero. So fucking lucky. Nobody wants to talk to me. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, you're so lucky. Right now, my family's group chat is like, Raquel Welch died. Oh, this is a reminder how we're all closer to death. That is a, that is a text. 
And I that's when I was like, this is horrible. Let me ask him who would be a horrible group <laughs> chat. No. Um, this is lighthearted and upbeat and it's not as, you know, soul searching. But just tell me one thing. And this could be you're truly looking forward to or you like, like, okay, how can I explain this? Sometimes I like the idea of winter because I'm like, ooh, I'll be drinking hot chocolate as the snow falls. Does that happen? No. But, mm-hmm. like, I equate that season with, like, looking forward to that. Now that it's about to be warmer, what is something you at least look forward to the idea of or you truly do look forward to? I look forward to, you guys know this, pretty simple. I'm looking forward to going for walks. Where it's not cold, mm-hmm. and I'm going to get sick, and it's such a tight window, it seems, anymore. <laughs> I know. I know. Oppressively hot and cold. Yeah, exactly. Um, and during those walks, looking at ducks and trying to communicate with geese. I like that. I really like that. I try to communicate with geese by playing YouTube videos, and sometimes they get really upset with me, and they start walking towards me, and I have to leave. Oh, man. I told you that one time, right when I was trying to practice riding a bike, a goose just kept walking towards me, no matter what I did and where I went, and I almost started to cry. Yeah. It just wouldn't leave us alone. It was so scary. What did it? What was it going to do? What do you think they would do if they got up to you? I think it is uh, like a, you know, like a game of chicken, if you will. But if I don't move, what are they going to do? They're going to just bite you I would never go outside again if a goose bit me (laughs) it's hard enough to go outside now I know (laughs) I know we're already past how am I but just know that at 1am yesterday I was just googling every image I could find of a giant squid (laughs) and making myself look at the pictures exposure therapy style I still can't do it with bugs but I can at least do it with big things (laughs) Anyway, um, what was I? Oh, I every year look forward to the idea of finding an ice cream truck and them having one of those ice creams that we had as a kid with like the gumball eyes. Mm-hmm. Like when I was a kid, it was Ninja Turtle or like Batman. But now, but like one, I, ne- I never get it because one, it's like SpongeBob. Yeah. And two, I love the idea of it, but then I think about the sugar content, and I think about how sick I'm going to be, and I'm always like, is it worth it? And then I'm like, no. So I'm I thinking like of what is it like to chew a frozen gumball. I mean, you've never, haven't you had one? Nope. You've never had one of those ice creams? Nope. I think they're sherbet. I don't think they're ice cream. Like, you've never had an ice cream truck when you were a kid, or you just never had the no, money on you? Um, or? We lived in a little neighborhood with on a dead end so oh man no real ice cream trucks we were lucky that we got to see santa on a fire truck once in a while what the fuck does that mean (laughs) you live we had different life experiences marissa yeah what the fuck our um area fire fighters would drive a fire engine around and santa would be on it and he would just wave at people well, that's kind of cute. And I hear that they do it in some places up here. Oh. But uh, I guess not where where you are or Honestly, were. If maybe, maybe, maybe it'll be here. Maybe I didn't notice it, but I'll like be like, "What the fuck is this?" I'll just yell in, in into the sky. What is all this noise? <laughs> um, Pete, I hope there is some opportunity for me to have for us both to eat one together. This in this this coming hot time. <laughs> uh, when, we're, when we're in a hot nursing home. <laughs> <laughs> I meant like this summer, but sure. <laughs> Ooh, I can't wait for this topic. Let's just get in it. I almost called you bro. Oh, there was one thing I wanted to tell you. Yes. We were talking about taking a walk. This is, this is a, an inside thing that no one's going to get, but I'm saying it anyway. It reminded me of when we went for a walk, and we kept saying we were going to end up seeing an entity called the Zebro. Do you remember that? Yes, yes. Now, the, and then, when I thought about that, 
It reminded today how I'm looking for a wedding officiant. And there was someone, I don't remember exactly what the paragraph said, but it was like, oh, people love Steve. People don't just consider him an officiant. He's been called the brofficiant. (laughs) Next. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not getting him. That's all. I just wanted you to know that. Please find a great segue. I can't wait. I can't have a segue, Marissa. Okay. I have so much stuff to get through, I can't take time to think about that. Okay, go ahead. Believe it or not, everybody, it started in the Spanish Civil War. That is where Forrest E. Mars Sr., son of Mars Company founder Frank C. Mars, saw soldiers eating British-made Smarties. Hold up, Marissa. Don't react yet. That old? Chocolate pellets with a colored shell of what confectioners call hard panning, essentially hardened sugar syrup, around the outside, preventing the chocolate from melting. Smarties in the UK were essentially M&Ms. Okay, got it. The reason that they could not expand into the US is because Smarties was already taken as a name. (laughs) As a disgusting piece of trash that is barely candy, but yeah. They are, they look just like M&M's, but their color palette is a little bit more pastel. Okay. So, after seeing this, Forrest E. Mars Sr. copies the idea and receives a patent for his own process on March 3rd, 1941. Okay. Production began in 1941 in a factory located in Clifton Hill in Newark, New Jersey. When the company was founded, it was M&M Limited. The two M's represented the names of Forrest E. Mars, the founder Mm -hmm. of the Newark company, and Bruce Murray, son of Hershey Chocolates president, William William F.R. Murray who had a 20% share in the product. Their their arrangement allowed the candies to be made with Hershey chocolate, since (gasps) Hershey had control of the rationed chocolate. Fascinating, okay. The candy originally sold in paper tubes, and it came in brown, low, orange, red, green, and violet, which was later replaced by tan. Oh, I miss tan. Oh, I really miss tan. You're the only person. A year later... (laughs) World War II began, and M&M's were immediately popular among soldiers because of the candy's ability to travel well and withstand high temperatures. Mm. During the war, I feel like I've had enough of M&M's, but okay. (laughs) During the war, the candies were exclusively sold to the military. Wow. Once the war was over, M&M's became available to the general public again. Soon, Mars bought Murray out, which broke the connection with Hershey. Okay. And he took sole ownership of the M&M's brand. In 1950, the company began imprinting an M on each candy to ensure that customers were getting the real thing. Mm, no six slits. All right. They also began heavy national advertising. Okay. Today, about half of the production of M&M's occurs at the Hackettstown, New Jersey factory, and the other half is in Cleveland, Tennessee. Okay. There they opened a factory in 1978. Through the years, M&M's expanded internationally in the 80s. M&M Royals were marketed in the early 80s with an advertising campaign that said, Now chocolates got a whisper of mint. They I'm sorry, were M&M Royals is a mint M&M? They were colored pale green or brown and showed a crown rather than an M&M's logo. And yes, they sound beautiful. They, they sound beautiful. <laughs> One snafu in this company's history happened in 1982 when okay. the Mars Candy Bar Company rejected the inclusion of M&M's in the new Steven Spielberg film, E.T. You dumb bitches. <laughs> Competitor Hershey took a chance with their Reese's Pieces, which is similar to M&M's but contains peanut butter filling. And with the film's success, Reese's Pieces sales dramatically increased, some say, by as much as 300%. Wow. By the way, guys, I googled M&M Royals, and there's one that come in a bag, but there's one that I'm seeing like in a, in a box, and they look so luxurious. Yes. 
Luxury uh, is something that's come up time and time again in, in Eminem's history. Oof, love it. Sorry, continue. In 1988, Eminem brought back the almond flavor. What? Oh, wait, you mean an almond inside, not a flavor of almond. Right, yes, yes, oh. the almond M&M, which was originally around in the 60s, but, okay. you know, faded out, I guess, due to impopularity. <laughs> yeah, okay. In 1991, peanut butter M&Ms were released. These those, candies those have... beautiful. They are. They have peanut butter inside the chocolate shell and the same color scheme as the other varieties. Mm-hmm. In 96, they introduced M&M Minis, smaller candies, candies usually sold in plastic tubes. What's your opinion on those? They're so fun in the plastic tubes. Something about the tube makes them fun. I never really got them. I'm like, give me the regular-sized M&M. <laughs> I mean, they're fun for a child, and then as an adult, I find them fun again because I need portion control, mm-hmm. and I can feel like I'm eating a whole bunch. I want more chocolate than shell. And with M&M Minis, I feel like surface area-wise, you're getting more shell. Yeah, I guess you're right, yeah. In 1999, crispy M&Ms were released. Oh, those are so fucking good. In 2001, Dolce de Leche. Did I say that right? Yeah, uh, Dolce de Leche is close enough. Okay. M&Ms were released in five markets with large Hispanic populations. Meaning what? Did they have... Dulce de leche, like, 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 gooiness, or just a flavor? Just the flavor. Oh, okay. This was Los Angeles, San Diego, Miami, McAllen, Brownsville, Texas, and San Antonio, Texas. Okay, cool. The flavor never became popular with the Hispanic community who preferred existing M&M flavors, and it was discontinued in most areas within two years. Hey, guys, we just like regular things, too. (laughs) Everything doesn't need to be ethnic that we eat, for the record. For the 2008 Valentine's Day season, Mars introduced all green bags of M&M's. Wait, did you say for the Valentine's Day? Yeah. Why would they be all green? I think you know why, Marissa. Don't be facetious. Well, yeah, but does does it seem more fitting for St. Patrick's Day? No, because people don't have sex on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, but... You're not yeah. allowed to. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Fair. Okay. Um, in 2008, Mint Crisp came to America in a promotion tied to, once again, doesn't make sense, Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a Mint-centric movie. And they also used that as an opportunity to put out Wild Cherry as well. That would make more sense for the white chocolate. Crystal's, like, closer to white. There's no correlation, but okay. Yeah, yeah. M&M's also introduced another new product in 2008 called M&M Premiums. Ooh, they come, what's that? They come in five colors. Sorry, they come in five flavors. Chocolate almond, mint chocolate, mocha, raspberry almond, and triple chocolate, which is milk chocolate, dark, dark chocolate, and white chocolate. I won't call out the fact that you said chocolate. Okay, thank you. <laughs> so nice sound, of you to not do that. It sounds wonderful. Which are sold in small upright cartons with a plastic bag inside. M&M's premiums do not have a candy shell, but they are coated with carnab... Ew. Carnab car- wax? Yes. I was joking. I thought you could see my screen. <laughs> Wait, sorry. Do you know what that is? <laughs> I've heard of it, but I just... Wax? Yeah. Yeah, why do I know what that is? It's wax from the leaves of the Carnauba. Is that right? (laughs) I don't know. A plant native to and grown only in northeastern Brazil and other parts of of South America. Why is that in my mind? Like, why do I have that readily available as a... Option it's just inherent Hispanic knowledge. That's so weird. <laughs> Ew, what do you mean they're covered in wax? That sounds like shit. <laughs> that sounds disgusting. Who is asking for M&M's without a candy coating, but with car wax? You psychopaths? Who the fuck did that? See, it's interesting because I saw some people 
we'll get into why. But I saw some people complaining about M&M's and they were like, M&M's makes their chocolate with oil. And that's like poor people chocolate. (laughs) Okay. And that like a confectioner would make it with cream. And, and so, you know, that it's not fair to say that M&M's are any good because they're not, uh, to that person's opinion. Yeah. In summer. Go ahead. In summer of 2009, M&M's launched a limited edition strawberried, in past tense, peanut butter variant. That sounds gross. To tie in with the release of Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. First of all, it makes no sense, but also just make the flavor. We don't need you to tie it in. Or if you're going to tie it in, just use regular M&M's. In addition, M&M's launched a limited edition coconut M&M's, which became permanent in 2010. Ooh, that sounds yummy. Pretzel M&M's were released in 2010. 2011 yeah. saw the arrival of white chocolate candy corn M&M's. Uh, I, don't, I don't know about that. Uh, I don't remember this, so I'm hoping that you do, Marissa. Uh, 2014's Mega M&M's. Ooh, no. What are they, just jumbo? Yeah, they're large M&M's. <laughs> no. Coffee Nut M&M's in 2016, Caramel M&M's in 2017, English Toffee M&M's in 2019, along with the Hazelnut Spread M&M's, Fudge fudge Brownie in 2020, and they also put M&M's in chocolate bars, uh, and they currently have the following flavors out and available. Strawberry Shake, Cookie Crunch, Orange Vanilla Creamsicle, Salted Caramel, and Marshmallow Crispy Treat. (laughs) Really? I don't understand how that one works, but okay. I know, it feels like you're just shoving a Rice Krispie in there. (laughs) Yeah. But, that is just some background, guys. We are going to go and focus a bit more on that mid-90s era. Don't worry, guys. This isn't going to be like the Donkey Kong episode where I just list Donkey Kong. (laughs) (laughs) Although, later I do have a page, but this was only for reference. A page of 75... M&M flavors that have been released over time. God, can you send me that page later? I just want to look at it. Back then, you had plain peanut, peanut butter. And honestly, if you're asking me, who could ask for anything more? Those were the golden years. Right. But these candy companies, as I'm sure you've recognized over the years, they just have to keep innovating. Mm -hmm. So they retired tan M&Ms and they held a color campaign. I miss tan. Because the tan M&M's felt more chocolatey. Well, you still got brown M&M's. I know, but something about the tan just hit different. (laughs) But did you? They held a color campaign where blue beat out purple and pink as the newest color variety. And Mm. I say that at this point, really, who could ask for anything more? What more can be done with the medium? Well, you heard already what could be done with the medium, but still. Yeah. Yeah. 1995 also saw the creation of red and yellow, the beloved spokes candies we know and love. Mm-hmm. These were based on originals from black and white ads in the 1950s, which included one peanut, one plane. Okay. Their eyes were under the arcs of the M, flanking the middle stem, which acted as a nose with a mouth below. Ooh, let me look this up. Oh, you don't have to. Oh, are you showing me? Yes. Oh, those are cutie. They look silly. They look old-timey, but I like them. Yeah. Those are adorable. There wasn't even color. <laughs> Is one of them a woman? Why do you say that, Marissa? I don't want to say why I think that. I just want to know whether or not one is. <laughs> <laughs> it's unclear. Okay. But we could get to that point <laughs> also okay. later. Okay. Concurrent with the 1995 blue M&M color campaign, M&M's introduced computer-animated spokes candies in their television commercials. Mm -hmm. The depiction and campaign of the M&M's were made by Will Vinton in 1995, as I said. Vinton previously worked on the clay-animated California Raisins in 1986. Amazing. (laughs) Around the time, he worked on CGI projects. He made the depiction of the M&M's as more mature than most food mascots. Very true. 
How is that true, Marissa? Yeah, because one of them is like, they just had a way about them. They seemed like adults. These included a team of the cynical and sardonic Red. Exactly. What do you think? Most children's <laughs> mascots are cynical and sardonic. Who is the mascot for milk chocolate and peanut butter and crispy M&Ms, allegedly. Um, and the happy and gullible yellow M&M. Yeah. Famous people who voiced... <clears throat> excuse me. Famous people who voiced M&Ms. John Lovitz apparently did red for a while. Oh, okay. I don't remember, but I believe it. John Goodman did yellow. And, of course, <laughs> one of your faves, J.K. Simmons, did yellow. Oh. I don't remember that. That's beautiful. <laughs> These are the candies who met Santa. They got strapped to rockets and all sorts of other things that we've seen over the years. I realize this is repetition, but I am taking this from a different source. Okay. They include red, a self-confident misanthrope. Yellow, an obvious goofball. I'm sorry. Yellow, an oblivious goofball. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Orange is neurotic. Blue is cool and smooth. Green is a purring seductress. And Ms. Brown is a savvy businesswoman. Wait, but Ms. Brown is a newer one, right? Yes. Okay. In 1995, Tucker Swanson McNear Carlson oh, yeah. was 26 years old. Oh, I can't wait to hear where this is going. He married his wife in 1991. Three of his four children were born after 1997, which is when the female Eminem debuted on a commercial featuring Dennis Miller calling her a quote-unquote sexy spokescandy and sweetie. Okay. They let Red have Dennis Miller's signature line, hey, babe. <laughs> okay. The newest addition to the characters is Purple who is designed to represent acceptance and inclusivity. She wow. has a, quote, charm and quirky nature, driven by, quote, self-awareness, authenticity, and confidence. Yeah, I'm sure everyone really appreciates that and feels seen, <laughs> but cool. Uh, that is according to the Chocolate Fandom Wiki. <laughs> oh, God. Um, I also just felt like mentioning this because of the way that it's phrased um, and to just add to sort of the inappropriate side of what's emerging in my topic here. In 2010, upon his return to the mix, Orange was joined by a second non-M&M mascot named Pretzel Guy, who quote-unquote supports him and offers helpful advice because... Orange hates the idea of having a pretzel put inside his body. Oh. <laughs> okay. Wow. Someone's going too deep with all this shit. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> <laughs> so, pulling from the opposite side of the aisle, uh, coming from CNN. Over the past year, M&M's has been the subject of Fox News tirades and criticism from a small segment of fans. First, for changing their green M&M's footwear, and most recently, for featuring female M&M characters on its packaging for International Women's Day. I mean, well, that's just funny, because <laughs> why, why is that upsetting if it's for International Women's Day? But whatever. So what doesn't make sense to me is, you know, the way they decrease Lola Bunny's boob size to make Space Jam less sexy. I assume mm -hmm. they took away her quote-unquote sexy footwear, the green M&M. But I was looking at all the other M&Ms on Super Bowl day when they had them all lined up, and even though the green M&M no longer has sexy footwear, one of the other women M&Ms now has the same sexy footwear. So what was the point of taking it away from the green one if they're going to still give it to another woman? I think it comes up a little bit later. But okay. I can answer this question, okay? which is Ms. Brown uh -huh. used to have, I'm going to say like a pointed high heel. Okay. And when they redid Green's footwear, they also redid hers. If you look closely now, she has a box heel. What and does it's, that matter? It's because she is a businesswoman. Like that's her deal. She's a businesswoman. And also, 
that's so like annoying because you can also be a businesswoman with and a wear sneakers or a stiletto or with anything. <laughs> you could be a businesswoman with anything. They make it seem like like it's problematic for women to wear sexy heels almost, but mm-hmm. it's like I don't know. They're almost making an issue that wasn't there, but okay. Interesting, you say that. Okay. This is, of course, coming from uh, an article that came out a few weeks ago. <clears throat> so this week, M&M's announced a change. Following the flood of attention, its characters are going on an indefinite pause, handing off spokesperson responsibilities to actress and comedian Maya Rudolph, which you heard Marissa and I talk about when it happened on this show. Yeah. Yes, they announced it on this show. Yes. Uh <laughs> Given the outsized attention, some think that Eminem's announcement is a PR stunt to hype its upcoming Super Bowl commercial. But experts note, not all publicity is good publicity, and Eminem's may just be trying to regain control of a narrative that has spun out of control. Mm. Yeah, at first I was angry because I assumed that's what was happening. And then, boy, did Super Bowl show me things I wasn't ready for. M&M's relatively subtle changes aimed at inclusivity didn't seem like they were designed to spark much controversy, if any, but that's not how things turned out. M&M's first unveiled changes to its characters in January 2022, like changing Green's go-go boots for sneakers and swapping out other characters' shoes for what the company called effort to make the characters more relevant and inclusive. Its message... Oh, go ahead. Its message was similar in September when adding Purple, a new female character. Then, earlier this month, the company celebrated Women's Day by flipping the M's in its logo upside down to look like W's. (laughs) I have to tell you guys, I didn't get that. (laughs) I didn't notice that. It was a thing. Okay. The women's M&M's that came out on International Women's Day, the mascots are upside down and i was like i don't understand is that like a statement of some sort (laughs) like if you hang the american flag upside down (laughs) oh man i will tell you though guys when those came out i felt seen i was quiet intentionally there to let everybody sit in that (laughs) thank you fox news derisively deemed the brand woke of course because you can't wank off to m&ms if they're not wearing high (laughs) (laughs) after the brand altered its character's shoes Tucker Carlson complained about the character's new and, from his perspective, less sexy look. Ew, and we all want to be sexy for Tucker Carlson. Ew, he's gross. This is a, I guess a transcript of what he said. I I don't know what Tucker Carlson's voice sounds like, so this is not going to be an interpretation. Oh, you've never heard Tucker Carlson? (laughs) I don't have a boyfriend who wants to represent both sides fairly. (laughs) M&M's, the candy company, has just announced that it's redesigning its cartoon characters to be more gender inclusive. I'm sorry, can you just give it to me and I do it like him? I feel like that would make everyone really feel like they're listening to Tucker Carlson. (laughs) Can you read it? really long. Okay, I'm just going to do the first. Okay, we'll see how long. M&M's The Candy has just announced that it's redesigning its cartoon character to be more gender-inclusive. I bet you didn't think M&M's were pushing your tolerance, but they were. The green M&M, you will notice, is no longer wearing sexy boots. Now, she's wearing sensible sneakers. Why the change? Well, according to the M&M's quote, quote, we all win when we see more women in leading roles. Because leading women do not wear sexy boots. Leading women wear frumpy shoes. The frumpier, the better. That's the rule. The other big change is that the brown M&M has, quote, transitioned from high stilettos to lower block heels. Also less sexy. That's progress. M&Ms will not be satisfied until every last cartoon character is deeply unappealing and totally androgynous. Until the moment you wouldn't want to have a drink with any of them. That's the goal when you're totally turned off. We've achieved equality. They've won. Meanwhile, okay, I can't keep doing this. Can you continue reading I understand. Okay. Meanwhile, (laughs) in a nod to the burgeoning wellness movement, the orange M&M will, quote, acknowledge and embrace his anxiety. (laughs) 
And actually, if you look at him, the orange M&M does appear very anxious. Maybe he doesn't like all the ugly shoes <laughs> that he sees around him. Maybe he liked the sexy boots. <laughs> and later, in a separate uh, appearance or whatever, um, he says, Woke M&Ms have returned. The green M&M got her boots back, but apparently is a lesbian, maybe? <laughs> And there's also a plus-sized obese purple M&M. So we're going to cover that, of course, because that's what we do, I guess, on the Tucker Carlson show. Does Tucker Carlson not realize how weird it seems that he wants to have a drink with his mascots, but also does he not seem it pro- see it problematic as um, like a saying that um, men become anxious because women stop wearing their sexy boots? <laughs> Evidently not. And yeah, okay. Uh, okay. Tucker is not the only one. Here's a clip from another Fox show. It's a long clip, but okay. it's a clip nonetheless. <laughs> Will M&M still melt in your hands if they identify as trans? When I eat a bag of M&Ms, do I wonder which color and shape best represents my identity? No, because it's <laughs> chocolate. And also, it's obviously the orange one. <laughs> The Iconic Candy Company is giving the mascots makeovers to make them more inclusive. How are they doing this? Well, obviously, by changing their footwear. Instead of go-go boots, the seductress green M&M will now wear sneakers. But honestly, this is weird. If you really, truly want to make an M&M feel like they belong, you probably shouldn't be eating them. I mean, what kind of message does it send to children when you devour these little... He doesn't... We're not trying to make the M&Ms feel like they belong. They're supposed to make us feel like we belong. You forgot your own thesis, dude. Also, uh, I know that it snuck by everybody. Maybe not everybody, but most of us. Will M&Ms still melt in your hand if they identify as trans? Marissa, oh, what's the M&Ms catchphrase? Wait. <laughs> your mouth not in your hand thank you like you're a dumb bitch whoever this is non-binary bonbons no no i have so many thoughts on this yes i do the green m&m is a snake yes a new one one. okay listen it's a little stable what is this candace owen no oh this is some other person Uh, i I need a trigger warning if ever candace owen okay okay thank you but this woman is deeply invested in her narrative What a statement, and she says, I think we all win when we see more women in leading roles. So I'm happy to take on the part of supportive friend when they succeed. Women all know that the women that are like, I'm a woman, and I'm pro-woman, and look how pro-women I am. You can't trust them. Because real women, they just do it. They don't need to brag about it like they're running some kind of campaign. (laughs) And she admits she's doing that. She says, (laughs) the part of a supportive friend when they succeed, right? Like, okay, yeah, I bet you want to be, you know, their friend when they succeed. Like, you conniving, climbing little bitch. I do not trust her. All right. I don't want to be her friend. So she's somehow made it worse that's that's the worst kind you need to run from women like the green m&m the new green m&m yes <laughs> what's happening are they all high no they, actually they only one of real? them is only one of them is high <laughs> and then one of them is drunk <laughs> i'm really discomforted by this yeah Okay, the clip continues. <laughs> the green M&M is, an, uh, is disgusting. He's an opportunistic evil bitch. Wow. M&Ms what? are kind of the progressive's idea of the future of the human being, right? We're all kind of shiny and a different color, and we have no what genitalia. What are you mm. about? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck world do you live in? Okay. It's kind of where they want us to go. <laughs> so this is all fake. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> M&Ms were... This is the guy who actually is high. Uh, apparently during this uh, tirade, whatever you want to call it, segment, um, he was on painkillers. <laughs> oh, he admitted that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Already woke. Right. A bowl of rainbow-colored candies is as woke as it gets. Yeah. yeah, that's true. But they wanted to get the PR for going woke, so they had to invent a problem. Mm-hmm. They had to... In- this sounds familiar, doesn't it, listener? Didn't Marissa say this earlier? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's a confession. Oh, we aren't as woke as we can be. Mm. And so this is fake. Number two, where's Skittles? 
it, yeah. It, yeah, is Skittles just going to stay mm. racist? They're not the and, same you know, uh, <laughs> Because that will give America a choice. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Mm, good point. <laughs> I like the guy at the end. He's like, mm, good point. <laughs> and I want to clarify that, yes, if what I said overlaps with what these psychopaths are saying, it's because, yeah, Eminem is trying too hard, but... That's funny. Like, I could just be like, ha, that's funny. But, like, I don't need to, like, get mad about it because I'm not a loser. <laughs> and Skittles doesn't have a character mascot. <laughs> yeah, what are they talking Skittles about? Skittles is Taste the Rainbow, which is already woke, yeah. apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the wokest you can get. <laughs> but I will say that there is something to Tucker Carlson's opinion on the green M&M. Yeah, people don't want to have sex with it because of its shoes. Did you know that the green M&M appeared for six years in a row on the back cover of Sports Illustrated's Swimsuit Edition? Ew. Marissa, these are the photos. Ew, Pete. Ew. The green oh, my God. <laughs> ah, I don't like that. This one's pretty tame. That's fine. That's actually totally fine. I don't like the... That's... Whatever. I don't like the ones where she's naked. Ew! Uh, she's peering through palm trees. Or, I guess, palms. I don't like it. <laughs> this is weird. Ew. Look, she's in Atlantic City. <laughs> this is really weird. Uh, oh, gosh. Another conservative mouse mouthpiece came out. Uh, you know what? I'm sorry. I'll take this off. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Another conservative mouthpiece came out too. Nick Adams, who said, "I'm done with M&Ms. Not one M&M will pass my lips until Mars issues a formal apology and releases an all-male package of M&Ms to demonstrate their commitment to gender equality." Uh, okay. Which is what Adams tweeted with a video. Um, these female M&Ms are a slap in the face of men everywhere. We must band together and boycott. In the same video, he stomped on a bag oh, of M&Ms. Yeah, that's how I knew about this whole all female M&M thing. I did, I did hear about him. Yes. And, um, this year, during the Super Bowl, the following commercial aired. Candy coated clam bites. You want one? With my yes. So, so I saw this. Mm-hmm. And I wondered was there a commercial that set this up earlier? Because I had seen even like the pre Super Bowl little thing where Maya Rudolph was like, I'm the spokesperson now. Because, okay, I knew that it was setting it up as like, you know, she's replacing them, but nothing prepared me for it to become clam related (laughs) (laughs) and also if you're not someone who has been following the saga like Aaron he was like what the fuck is happening (laughs) I was like I thought I could explain it he's like I'm a doctor what's happening while I'm at work (laughs) I know (laughs) he's like what and I was like I thought I would know (laughs) why are these clams I don't know so Pete I gotta say they could have either said Maya Rudolph was going to replace them, or they could have done that and also said there would be clams inside. But I don't think anyone prepared me for this commercial. It didn't make sense. Yes, that's because it is part of... Okay, so I'll just go with what I wrote here. It's a stupid commercial for sure, but it does hit the mark because of Carlson's most quoted line from his silly tirades which is M&M's will not be satisfied until every last cartoon character is deeply unappealing. And okay. I feel like they kind of ran with the prompt. They okay. made M&M's really unappealing by making them clams. <laughs> but, but I guess I got lost of me because I, I, his comment, I took, yeah, I, I understood his comment, but I took it as like the mascot being unappealing. Yeah. Not candy itself. But also, did you hear all the flavors that I said before? 
like they're like cinnamon away from having clams. <laughs> yeah. But you are correct, Mercy. You had to follow the whole narrative. And if you are into M&Ms, you probably think everybody else is in, in, into M&Ms. <laughs> but you are wrong. <laughs> yeah, I'm assuming no one knew what the fuck was happening. It is odd that they use the clams thing on the biggest stage that they could have. I know! And maybe it's a little too expensive a stage for what they pulled, because the funniest parts of this trip come from social media. Preceding the Super Bowl, they named Maya Rudolph the Chief of Fun at M&M's. Yeah. And then she came on Twitter to tell everyone, I love M&M's, and you and I love me. The dad approves it. That's why I'm happy to announce that soon America's favorite chocolate candies will have a picture of yours truly painted right on them. Mmm. I love eating my own face. See, I saw that. Still well, doesn't set me up for clams. And then... <laughs> oh. Hi again, America. Since we all love M&M's, and let's face it, me, it only makes sense that I am renaming America's favorite chocolate candies Ma and Yaz. Ma and Yaz. It's a play on my name. I See, follow we're, it. We're sort of building up, right? But what? No one... Uh, I care about this information. I didn't even know about this. Like, first, I, I put my face on them. them. Then, I changed the name. Then I thought, what does the world really want? Clams. That's why oh. my yards will now be filled with chewy, chunky clams. They're clamderful. See, so why didn't they... This was on February 2nd. And the Super Bowl was February... <laughs> 13th or something? 12th? Sounds right to me. Yep. I feel like yep, they the needed... Uh, wanted to air this in the pregame show or something for what happened to make any sense. Right. Um, Twitter isn't enough, right? Yeah. I don't fucking look at Twitter. During the Super Bowl, they had a please stand by because the big uh, commercial was coming. But I would prefer to actually show you other parts of the social media campaign. So while the M&Ms quit, or were released, I suppose, um, they had to get other jobs. And Blue became a big game insider for the NFL. Okay. Really funny twist. Green became a Zappos shoe fluencer. Ah, that's cute. Okay. <laughs> where she did a segment on what kind of travel shoes you should have. Okay. The brown M&M, who for some reason, I, I don't feel like Ms. Brown. I don't understand why she gets a title. But yeah. uh, she showed up on Cheddar News, which is a business news source. Okay. Um, where she, there was also CGI uh, video of her opening the stock exchange. Okay. But of course, my favorite is this peanut butter one, or I'm sorry, this peanut M&M one that says, okay. thinking you can pass as another brand spokes <laughs> candy, maybe you just need a snicker. <laughs> See, and again, I like M&M's, but I shouldn't have to dig so deep to follow an ad campaign. Yes. And, um... I follow Snack News, and none of my snack fluencers were tweeting about... I mean, I'm sorry, were posting Instagram posts about this. This video is going to play before I can see if there's any audio for it, but okay. I wanted to show you this as well, which came out um, during the Lunar New Year. Okay. Make this Lunar New Year full of luck and fun for all. Okay. So, these, again, are our female M&Ms interacting with one another on social media. That's fine. They didn't do anything. The comments, though, do find their way into uh, shipping <laughs> uh, different M&M pairs, I, mean, I guess we could say. I, I did get the the impression that they're, like, a thing. Who gives somebody a card for a Lunar New Year? <laughs> Actually, uh, as I am, I have a Chinese partner, he told me, like, your parents give a young person. You don't give, like, your lover uh, okay. a Lunar New Year envelope. You older people give it to younger people. So I don't understand. Well, that. my mom still sent me a Valentine. <laughs> Aw. Well, no, Lunar New Year's not the same as Valentine's. No, I know. But... Too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, very quickly, we want to circle back to the traumatic sports illustrated topic that we covered a little bit oh, earlier. Yeah. Um, By the there... way, they could still put her naked just with sneakers. The problem is, 
for me anyway, that there are various iterations of M&Ms taking off their shells. Yeah, I did see the commercial you're showing me a screenshot of. This is a shot from a commercial where the brown M- this is actually from a Super Bowl commercial where yeah. the brown M&M is at a party and people are laughing at her because they think she's naked and then red comes in and throws his shell on the ground and starts humping the air. And he's like, "Oh, is that kind of party now? All right." Yeah. Yes, yes. We also have this image that was uh, uh I believe a banner image on M&M's Facebook page for a while. Why? And it's all the M and M's with their shells off. Um, yeah, I. It's explicit. May as well be a PETA ad. We also. This isn't really like a new thing. This is um, when Red and Green quit okay. for a, a period of time, and they also took off their shells. Okay. And we also have this clip, Marissa, where. There was a promotion in Australia where they were, you were supposed to find the bear bag of M&M's. Ooh, fun. Come on, guys. You promised. Eh. <laughs> See? What did I tell you? It's great, huh? You're not ready for this, Marissa. I mean, all I know is I'm not ready for a three-minute commercial about M&M's. <laughs> Look at Red's eyes right now. Okay. Oh my goodness, Blue. Yeah, well. Oh my goodness. Ha-cha. Blue. He's blue, all oh. right. He, yeah. well, he's definitely blue. Very definitely blue. Definitely. And Miss Green, you look great. Uh, I must say I was expecting more, but no mind. More than what? you can handle. <clears throat> Short stuff. Where's Crispy? Oh. Come on, little fella. Out we come. What? Oh, no, no, no. Hey. Don't. Eyes down. Nothing to see here. Correct once again. Little Why are they blocking my face? It's cold out here, okay? What? Guys, where's my shell? Okay, enough is enough, yo. Seriously, who took my shell? Where's my shell? You can't be an Eminem without a shell. It's part of what defines me. Wow. So, Marissa, I'm going to ask you, what is the essence of an Eminem? According to this, it's shell. <laughs> It's a series of commercials in which Orange is looking for uh, uh, his shell. Uh, oh, so this wasn't all aired in three minutes all at once, right? <laughs> Correct, yes. Because I was like, this is insane. After viewing these images, though, one could venture to say that the essence of the M&M is the chocolate because they can take off the shell. Oh. But to me, that's not what makes M&Ms unique. It's the candy shell. Yeah, exactly. To take it a step further... You may recall in 2019 when Hazelnut Spread M&M's was unveiled in a commercial, and it was shown that the other M&M's ate it. Oh, no. And this isn't the first instance of M&M's eating M&M's, but this is a unique case that showed us the remaining bits, which are just empty shoes and empty gloves. Ew. (laughs) This tells me that the M&M's ate the legs, arms, hands, and eyes. Yes, yes. So I ask you again, what is the essence of an M&M? This is a rhetorical question. Okay, it's soul. From the start, they were lifted from the British. Okay. They profited on war contracts with the government. They released around 75 variations of their candy, confusing the market. Mm -hmm. They've caused arousal amongst conservatives and edged their overlords. (laughs) And so in the end... It's no wonder that M&M's pranked America with their weird clam commercial in a coordinated marketing campaign aimed only at people who follow M&M's <laughs> on social media. You know what? I guess I appreciate it more now. <laughs> the essence of M&M's is deceit. Ooh, all right. You know what? I haven't taken any time to see what like Fox News pundits have said after that Super Bowl commercial. I am going to explore that later. I tried. There really wasn't much in text. Hmm. Okay. You know, maybe on the shows themselves, but uh, they did not. I will not. tell you, at some point, you should look up a clip of Tucker Carlson talking. <laughs> Marissa, I'm showing you now if you'd like to call oh, out any yeah. um, some of the 75 flavors 
white boo terscotch, boo like a ghost. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know what it would taste like, but pecan pie sounds interesting. Um, ooh. Neapolitan, holy shit, I want those. <laughs> what is chili nut? I don't know. Uh, oh, and cinnamon is on the list. Oh, I guess I shouldn't be surprised. Ooh, cookies and scream. Jalapeno. These are not all in the U.S., right? Well, this is the thing. Some of them have come and gone. Okay. I've never heard of jalapeno. Fascinating. Gingerbread. That sounds nice. Yeah, I like this. The last thing I wanted to mention about M&M's is not related to their crazy existence or anything. It's that M&M's The Lost Formula is the first M&M's video game. And it was released on September 28th of 2000 for computers such as Windows 95, Windows 98, and Macintosh computers by Simon miss, & Schuster Interactive. I miss weird old computer games. I'm going to play you a clip from the video game because okay. I personally think the writing is hilarious. Okay. Well, my yellow fellow, it's time these M&Ms had a little R&R. R&R? Is that a new candy? Are we being phased out? We are going on vacation. Come on. Oh, like that sound One last thing before we arrive at Who did you leave in charge of the candy factory? Hello? It's what? Say what? And what? You're turning red. Er. Repeat after me. I did not leave the M&M's Minis in charge of the candy factory. Has your chocolate melted? Have you gone completely nuts? Well, the minis aren't that bad. <laughs> All they need is a chance. <laughs> oh, God, this is so annoying. So the minis wreck the factory, and, uh, yeah, they have to go find the, you know, lost formulas. Lost formulas, And okay. take care of business. That looks like a fun game, minus the minis and how annoying they seem. Man, you really do the Lord's work sometimes. Thank you. This is fantastic. You know what? You explained you explained why that fucking weird clam commercial existed. Honestly, I feel like I have my answer. I also wanted to put this in front of you, Marissa, since okay. you can see this. Mm-hmm. Looking at this final frame, do you see how the people kind of look like clams? <laughs> what? <laughs> With how? the vests? Um, oh, I guess. <laughs> I wasn't thinking that. The first few times I watched it, I was like, what is with the vests and the berets? And I still don't have an answer for the berets. But yeah. I do see the vests as sort of looking clam-like. Uh, when I saw it, I just kept, I got really angry. And I also like, confusing what? is that Red is in the back holding a sign that says help. Don't know yeah. what that means. Don't know what that means. And Yellow's back here just having a good old time like Yellow does. <laughs> and then, of course... There was the commercial after where the spokes candies all came back. Yes, yes. That also uh, appeared on Twitter, um, which is short, so we can play that for our listeners. I can't believe we were actually put on pause. Uh, Am I anxious about being back? Does it seem like I am? I'm glad to be back because this is what I was made for. I mean, as a walking, talking candy, my options are pretty limited. Purple's annoying. Purple is voiced by Amber Ruffin. Who's that? uh, Of the Amber Ruffin show. (laughs) Oh, I don't know. Which is uh, Peacock's late night show. She seems like a girl who would call herself quirky. Maybe. Wow. Also, which is the obese M&M? Blue? Right. Tucker Carlson thinks that the purple M&M is obese. Why? Because it's a peanut peanut M&M. What a... Bitch, I hate him. I'm sorry, I shouldn't say hate. Tucker Carlson has a problem. And if I was his wife and the fact that he was complaining that his candy isn't sexually stimulating, I would leave him. You know, I'm not going to say. I, I know that the green M&M character came on the scene in 1997. Mm-hmm. And that his daughter was, his next child was born in 1999. I don't know how long it takes for somebody to stumble across the new lady M&M. But mm-hmm. I do know that it takes nine months for a baby to come to term. Mm-hmm. 
So you kind of have to wonder if, you know, yeah, he was <laughs> thinking of the green M&M. Maybe. When Maybe. he had sex with his wife. <laughs> you know Just what? in case you didn't draw that conclusion yourself. Uh, yeah, I'm going to assume yes. He was looking at a Victoria's Secret. Or he was dreaming up a Victoria's Secret. Not Victoria's Secret. Sports Illustrated cover. Yeah, yeah. Boys, those are sex. Boy, boys. I meant boy, those are sexy. Not boys, comma, those are sexy. <laughs> Plugs. Oh, do you have any plugs that are linked to this? It, it's funny. I did this prior to um, today's recording where we had some technical issues. Hopefully you guys can't tell when you listen. Uh, but I wanted to plug the software that makes this show possible, which Holy is... shit! If my family calls me <laughs> one more fucking time, I texted I am podcasting! You should be done by now. <laughs> shit. I'm sorry. Continue. Now I don't want to call them to spite them because I'm annoyed. <laughs> Go ahead. We use Adobe Audition 1.5, which is the, I think, late 2000s <laughs> version <laughs> of Adobe Audition to edit the sound. We use OBS Studio to grab some clips sometimes. Uh, we also use Media Human Audio Converter and the VLC Media Player as well as the MP3 Skype recorder, which died three times during this recording. <laughs> well, I wouldn't have a podcast without Pete. <laughs> Let's just say that. Is that what you're plugging? That's what I was plugging, yes. If, nice. if you'd like to use any of those products, I feel like they're all pretty fun. I'm in a and plug. Oh. I'm not going to buy the new version of Adobe Audition because I doubt I will know how to use it. <laughs> you know what? I support that. I'm going to plug Ghirardelli Squares because they allow you to eat chocolate even if you have dietary restrictions and have to worry about too much sugar or calorie intake. So it's a pretty pretty reasonable amount of stuff per square. And the squares are pretty satiating. And I ate a square so I could stop wanting to eat chocolate while Pete did a whole presentation on chocolate. (laughs) There is only... Six grams of sugar for a whole for a whole square. So I'm gonna I'm gonna um, plug those, or I'm gonna plug M and M's if you have self control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, peanut butter ones specifically. Yes. Uh, yeah. If you if you want to tell us your favorite candy, if you want to tell us what you thought about the clam commercial, if you if you need to admit to you being attracted, it. yeah. To an Eminem character. Yes. Call us. At 570-POD-WOD-1. You don't, you don't have to wank it to them, but if you're attracted. Do not send dick pics. <laughs> yeah, please, oof, please do not. You can also email us at shout at yallheard.me. Yeah. As always, you could slide into my DMs at Riss Vandal. And uh, yeah, thank you, Pete. And thank you guys for listening. And thank you, Marissa. You're welcome. I bring very little to the table, but I thank you for putting up with me. <laughs> anyway, guys, stay safe out there. Remember, M&Ms are not meant to melt in your hand. And goodbye. Yeah, goodbye, everybody. Yeah, hi. Hi.